1: Welcome to today's episode of the Church Leadership Podcast. We're so glad that you're here for today's episode and today's conversation. And uh, every time that we gather, every time we have an episode of the Church Leadership Podcast, we are focused on our mission. And our mission here at Church Leadership Podcast is to encourage and equip local church leaders to be disciples that make disciples. And uh, hopefully today's conversation is going to do just that. Before we get even to the conversation, um, we've got something to celebrate a little bit today, Andy. Before we get there, I want to remind you to to subscribe to our podcast, some of you, this is the first episode you have ever heard. This, you've never heard of the Church Leadership Podcast until right now, uh, until somebody told you that you need to listen to it. To listen to these two crazy pastors who, who uh, really embarrass themselves every every time they get together. But or, or maybe you've been with us since the very beginning, and uh, that that's pretty incredible if that's the case. Because we've got a, a kind of a an iconic episode to celebrate, or at least a, a big milestone to celebrate today. But uh, either way, we want you uh, to experience what we experience. We don't want you to miss a single episode, so make sure you subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube or listening on your favorite podcast listening app, make sure you subscribe. All right, Andy, we've got we've got some cool stuff today. It is episode 150. Mark. Yes. 150 episodes.
0: That's pretty insane. That's pretty crazy. Uh, There are a lot of things in life I have done many times less than 150. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. uh, By God's grace, we're still trucking along. Uh, We're we're thankful for all of you, as Mark said earlier in the introduction, who have followed us, who have hung in there with us, who we consider part of our church podcast family. Those of you who have listened and watched and commented and reached out to us we're very grateful for each and every one of you as a matter of fact uh since it is 150 it is a special thing so we wanted to
1: share some of uh the love with our church leadership podcast family so you know if you've if you've been around uh church leadership podcast for very long you know we when we celebrate we like to give stuff away and so we're celebrating 150 by doing a couple things all right and uh, sometimes you guys contact us, sometimes you just listen or watch, but we're asking you um, to reach out, and two, two different things we're giving away. We're actually giving the same thing away to two different people, and so uh, here's how you can win. We're, we're gonna give away uh, a free copy of, of the book, Four Invitations. It's a book that I wrote. Uh, it came out last year, and we're gonna give you a free copy. We'll mail you your free copy of, of Four Invitations, uh, if you win this, and here's how you enter to win. First way is if, uh, if you have been watching or listening since the very beginning. Now, we don't mean that you've, you've watched or listened to every single episode. Um, uh, we, there's probably nobody alive that's done that. Maybe, maybe there is, but, um, but if you've been with us since the beginning, if you were there in the beginning, then I want you to send us an email to contact at Church Leadership Podcast, all one word contact at churchleadershippodcast.com send us an email and the first one to send us an email saying that you've been with us since the beginning we're going to mail you a free copy of Four Invitations yeah I don't even think our wives have listened or watched I know my wife has Uh, not uh, all these episodes so thank you to those who who have yes Uh,
0: so we're also going to give away something special to everyone Mark doesn't even know this this is a big surprise okay Um, we're giving away to every single person who watches and listens this podcast a free subscription free of charge
1: to the church Uh, leadership podcast you can you can listen you can
0: sign up on your your favorite podcast listening app you can go to youtube and click subscribe and click on the bell and be notified when we we have new episodes all of that is absolutely free
1: just because this is the 150th episode (laughs) You had me worried there for a minute. I'm like, what is he giving away? We all we are also giving another free copy okay. of Four Invitations Away to this. If this is your first ever episode of Church Leadership Podcast, 150. If this is the first time you've ever listened, you're probably thinking at this point, what in the world am I listening to? But if you're listening or watching for the first time, also send us an email to contact at churchleadershippodcast.com. The first one who contacts us there saying, this is my first episode, we're also going to send you a free copy of four invitations. And obviously, we're giving away free subscriptions, apparently. Yes. So. <laughs> yes. Don't forget that. That's very important. But but we're thankful. We're thankful yeah. that, that we're able to do this. Um, and kind of, if you are new to the podcast, I guess it's probably... Appropriate for us to reintroduce ourselves. Those of you have been watching and listening the whole time, you know us, but probably feel like we're your friends and we feel like you're our friends too. But uh, give you some information about us. So, so my name is Mark Gainey, and so uh, I'm the lead pastor here just outside of Birmingham at Fulton Dale First Baptist Church. Been here about four years. And I also uh, work with the State Board of Missions at the State of Alabama, Alabama Baptist State Board of Missions. I'm the lead strategist for disciple making. And uh, that is a very small and part-time role, but I, I'm so thankful that I get to connect with and interact with churches and pastors in that role as well. And uh, I'm the executive director of Insight Ministries, which really is the, the kind of the, the arm behind this podcast, really:
0: Yeah. Uh, my name is Enigo Montoya. <laughs> you killed my father You're to die.: <laughs> uh, My name is Andy, uh, and I am uh, I'm just a pastor. Nothing, nothing important. I don't have as many important roles as Mark does. like so, that, uh, but I pastor Grace Baptist Church in Summitson Alabama. I'm about 18 miles uh, west of Mark here in in the Birmingham area. I've been at Grace a little over seven and a half years, and uh, so that means he just became their pastor. Yeah, just now getting to be the pastor. <laughs> and I am also a small business owner, and uh, uh, I, I'm a I'm a horseshoe. I'm a farrier, so I've been doing that for. Um, almost 27 years now. It's hard to believe I've been doing that that long. So uh, it has afforded me the opportunity to serve in some churches and do some things around the area of disciple-making, especially uh, revitalization in churches. And Mark, I served with Mark uh, in uh, the state board on the lead team for disciple-making as well as uh, with Insight Ministries. So like Mark said, that's kind of the umbrella of... Uh, the church leadership podcast and we're we 're thankful to be able to share a little bit about ourselves with you for those of you who are maybe newer to the podcast and you didn 't uh, you didn 't know who we are as a matter of fact, if you really want to know who we are, you can go back to the first what two two episodes episode one yeah. and two episode one is Andy episode two is and, my story and you can hear you can hear more about our stories there and we 're not scared to admit this we 're not uh, we 're not professionals in the sense of we know everything we 've accomplished all of these great uh, wonderful things to, to brag about. As a matter of fact, we get to share with you many times our failures right? <laughs> and prevent you from messing That's up some right. things that we have, we have messed up. Yes. So uh, throughout 150 episodes, you're going to hear not only our story, but you're going to hear the story of a lot of people who serve in the local church, who are pastors and authors and uh, serve in various ways to, to really just help churches make disciples, mm-hmm. to further the kingdom, of God. And we're thankful for every single guest, whether they're a, a pastor of a small church or whether they're a, a best-selling author or a platform speaker at a conference you may have heard of. We've been, we've been blessed to have so many different people on the yeah. podcast. And uh, when Mark and I started this venture a few years ago, we had a, a huge list of people that we wanted to be involved in joining us here on the podcast. A lot of those God has blessed us with. We still have a, a growing list of people that we want to, to hear from and have a conversation with unless you join in on that. So we're looking forward to the next 150 episodes, right. if, if God
1: wills that to happen, right. and we're still alive at that point. The <laughs> That's right. But today, we're, we're coming to you and bringing you a conversation about something specific. Um, you know, Andy and I both, we, we've had conversations with one another. We've had conversations with different pastors and, and even people within our church, and and those outside of our church um, that we you know that we have a relationship with. And we live in a time in our culture where uh, a lot is happening. Um, a lot of major cultural shifts are taking place. A lot of kind of uh, culture-shifting and changing uh, events are taking place, uh, whether it be the Supreme Court, whether it be politically, whether it be, mm-hmm. you know— um, I guess uh, health issues. All this stuff is taking place, and you know those things don't take place in a vacuum. And our churches don't operate in a vacuum. And so the 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 tendency is people come to us and come to others, come to pastors and leaders like yourself, and want to know, you know, what to think. What does the Bible say? How to believe? All this stuff. And and I think the the temptation sometimes, Andy, is for us to publicly on social media or, or in the pulpit to speak on every issue. And so we want to talk a little bit about uh, how really we should approach that kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Coming out of a majorly contested presidential election uh, pandemic and, and now the economy is beginning to, to, to to change and some people are going to really feel the effects of that. And like Mark mentioned, some major Supreme court rulings, just everyday issues that a lot of us face, we have people ask us, what's your opinion on this? What do you think the Bible says about this? What do we need to do about this? And, and sometimes you want to sit down and have a conversation with someone. Uh, some people, though, uh, forego having a conversation, and they immediately jump into their personal platform using social media to speak on any and everything they can think of. And you probably know exactly the people I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, you know. Uh, uh, they have an opinion on everything, and they are not scared. To share it at all, and there's nothing wrong with sharing your opinion. As a matter of fact, if you are a leader in the local church, your people do need to know where you stand, and do need to know what God's word says on some of these issues, and they need guidance. Sure, they need to be guided to have this biblical worldview to understand all of these things and understand how to navigate through them correctly. And uh, those who are raising young families, you know, how this is going to affect their kids, and and so many relationships and, and things in life, we need to know what scripture says about all of those things. So it is important to address them, but we gotta know how to stay in our lane. That's right. We gotta know when do we speak to this or when do we not speak to this, when should we have the boldness and courage to step up and speak up, or when when do we need to keep our mouth shut? You know, that's a that's a tough, sometimes a fine line to, to
1: ride on. It is and, and so I guess our, our general advice to you would be to stay in your lane. Um, and so, what that means is, you don't feel like you've got to address every single issue publicly. Okay, that's that's the first thing. Uh, notice I said publicly, right? So. Don't feel like you've got to go on social media and let everybody know how you feel about every single issue. I know the temptation's there. I know that the cultural pressure says if you don't speak up, then you're not supporting a certain cause. Or, or either you're in opposition to a certain cause if you don't say certain things. I understand that. But as pastors, as leaders, we've got to resist that temptation to, to publicly comment on every single thing. Because here's what happens when we do that. When you go on social media or when you when you decide that you know every sermon has to have some you know statement about whatever cultural issue is going on around you in that moment. When you do that, what you what you're gonna do is two things. You're gonna create a church that looks and thinks and acts exactly like you do. And I don't know about you, but that's a scary thought to me. I don't want a bunch of people just like me because I'm flawed. You know, I need I need encouragement. I need accountability. So I don't need a bunch of yes people and an echo chamber in my church. And the church doesn't need that, right? We need to be de- diverse while learning what God's word says and what God's tr- truth is. So that's one thing you're gonna. The second thing you're gonna do, and, and Andy will talk more about this, is you're really gonna shortchange and shortcut the gospel. Mm-hmm. You're gonna Absolutely. you're gonna cut the gospel's legs right out from under uh, God's word. Yeah, you mentioned you're going to make people
0: become like you, and that's scary. But at the same time, a lot of people are doing this to be argumentative, to to stir the pot, you know, and to to cause issues and arguments, and and so that they can prove that they're right about everything. And that's definitely not the correct approach. And what Mark mentioned is you're going to you're going to hurt not only the witness. That you have, you're going to hurt the ministry of your local church, but That's you're right. even even going to hurt the name of Jesus Christ right. when you begin to think you have an opinion about everything that everybody needs to hear. And it's right. And, it, and you're right, <laughs> and there's no other opinion about that. Yeah. So if you're serving a local church, especially as a pastor, as a staff member, our goal is to be able to understand the gospel, apply it to our lives, and help other people apply the gospel to their lives so that they can understand it and so that they can share it with other people. I mean, we're in the business of making disciples. And part of discipleship is whole life disciple making where we address all of those things. But if you're addressing all of those things and you're never addressing the gospel, then you need to maybe take a step back and, and think what your motives are. Right. Are your motives trying to you know, get people to believe like you, get people to have the same political leanings or the same cultural standards or even the same worldview as you are you trying to share the gospel and see how it affects and applies to every area of our
1: life and how it can be a hope-filled thing for our broken world? That's right. If if in addressing these things over and over, if you look back and see what you said and you don't point to the gospel, then really what you need to do is evaluate your own worldview. I mean, let's just be honest because if if your worldview... Offer solutions that don't point back to the gospel. I'm just not so sure that that's a Bible centered and gospel centered worldview. Because the truth is, there is not a single issue, there's not a single cultural issue or struggle or challenge that we'll face that the gospel doesn't address that's right. and the gospel doesn't answer. That's right. Um, the gospel is the answer. And so uh, make sure that that is your focus. And uh, while you approach these things, the, the best way to do that is in the right context. That's right. And and we believe the right context is in relationship, especially disciple-making relationships. Yeah,
0: if you want to know anything about anybody these days, you just follow their social media feed. They're, they're not scared to tell you <laughs> their opinions about right. anything. That's right. And uh, I've heard it said if you want to be a leader, you know, uh, that everybody likes, go and sell ice cream. Don't mm. don't be a leader in the local church. But I would even disagree with that because these days you've got people who are going to complain about the temperature and the color and the flavor, flavor of your ice cream and the price you're selling it for. So How dare you bring that yeah, flavor in this church? Uh, people are going to want to push back against everything yeah. you have to say. But it's kind of hard to push back against the truth of the gospel right. or when it when it wants when the desire of of God is for us to allow the gospel to penetrate our hearts to the deepest levels. But it affects every area of our life, as Mark said. I mean, uh, Trevin Wax has said this, we're called to be pastors, not pundits. Mm. So we're not supposed to touch on and talk about, especially from the pulpit and social media, every single thing. Don't feel the temptation to do that. But I guarantee you this, these specific topics that deal with our lives, that our culture's having to navigate through right now they're going to come up in life on life relational disciple making so it may be that in your context maybe maybe you do have to address some things in a digital world social media because that's where a lot of people are influenced but along with that you're having conversations with people you're talking you're trying to that's answer right. questions you're you're being more relational than you are digital right. and that helps people to understand how everything ties back to the gospel, how the gospel affects their worldview, and uh, if you're if you're if you're if you're a lady discipling ladies, if you're a man discipling men, things are going to come up. You're going to talk about these things, and it's necessary to point people back to the truth of Scripture and say, "All right, this is how we get to where we understand what Scripture says
1: we are to believe about these certain things." That's right. And so, don't be afraid to speak up, even if that means you have to speak up sometimes in your context publicly. That that is necessary at times. Don't be afraid. You know, don't also don't give in to the other temptation of, well, I can't speak up on these things because I'm gonna lose church members or I'm gonna lose guests or whatever. We can't be we can't let church attendance or specific people dictate You know whether we proclaim the truth of God's Word. We have to do that. We must stand firm on the truth of God's Word. And there are certain things in our culture happening right now that are in obvious opposition to the truth of God's Word. In those cases, it's perfectly uh, normal and right to stand up and to say what needs to be said in love, right? Right. Knowing that we're sharing God's truth and Word, not our own opinion. Mm -hmm. There's a big difference, right? And, uh, you know, I, I believe certain things, but... I'm not confident that God's Word is, is you know, 100% in my corner on some of those things. I feel like I'm right, but unless I'm 100% sure that God's Word is clear on that issue, I, I'm not going to publicly you know, claim it as God's truth. And so uh, I think there's a there's a distinction there and a difference, but don't be afraid to speak the truth of the gospel and God's Word. Will it offend some? Absolutely. The gospel is offensive.
0: Yeah, if people are not scared to speak up about what you wear... Uh, or what your family wears to church or, you know, those kind of things. then they're not going to be fearful of speaking up on issues that you're okay. addressing uh, from the pulpit or social media or even in conversations you have. So don't let that fear hold you back from addressing what needs to be addressed. Because in your context where you're at, it may very well be that you need to address something. Uh, for instance, I'll give you an example. In our church, uh, we recently talked about the Roe versus Wade mm-hmm. Uh Scenario and how uh, the leaked, you know, judgment and how all of that affects us. But at the same time, it allowed me as the pastor to tell our people, "Look, all right, that decision has been made, but that does not change our responsibility to minister to those families who are providing foster care and adoptive services and organizations who are working with uh, families who are considering, you know, something like that." So, so we're partnering with. Those people, and even more aware now than we were before, to continue to pray for them and be intentional right. about about some things. So, so yes, there are going to be opportunities you get to speak up on those things, and people are still going to push back. That's right on that. But don't don't be don't be afraid to speak up when you need to, but in the correct way and context that you need to do that.
1: That's right. And, and I think the the way we address these issues is important because as a pastor and a leader. You're modeling for your people the way they're going to approach and address and discuss these things as well. So don't be afraid to speak God's truth, but do it in a loving, uh, grace-filled way for sure. And so back to what we said before, the best way to address these issues is really through the context of a, a relationship. And so I'll just give you an example too. Uh, there was something in our church that happened. Somebody posted something on social media and I got in touch with him and, and we had a conversation. Uh, we had a personal conversation. And uh, and addressing those things, and, and that, that post was eventually taken down. And and it, it wasn't because I attacked that person, because I didn't I didn't judge, I didn't you know, I didn't condemn. I simply asked some questions, and we talked through that issue. And I think that's the way we approach those things. Again, be bold, be be loving, and be grace
0: filled. That's right. Well, always as always, keep the main thing the main thing. You know, our desire is to help you in your local church be better equipped and encouraged to, to be disciples and make disciples. And that's the context of what we're talking about that's today. Right. It's never out of your lane to point somebody to Jesus Christ right. and how we can better follow him and how that affects every area of our life. Um, obviously, you're going to be talking about all of these issues with your family. Obviously, you're going to be talking about a lot of these issues with the people you're close with and the people you disciple. Uh, but how you share beyond that, and as Mark mentioned, even people in your church, how they share about those things, it's gonna give a witness to the world. And I don't know about you guys, I would much rather be known about known for the things we are for rather than the things we're against. Christians are known to just rail against everything and have opinions and and critical thoughts, and pick apart every single thing that they disagree with, and that they think is wrong with the world. And I think the world needs to hear a little bit more about what we think is right. That's right.
1: And pointing people to the hope that is in Jesus Christ. That's right. So, look, stay in your lane. You're you're not a doctor, um, not a medical doctor. You're not, unless you really are. Uh, I mean, you, even if you stayed in a Holiday experience Express. You know, that's right. Saying. You're not. Uh, you're not in the U.S. legislature. Um, you're not a judge. Uh, you're not uh, you know, uh, an ethics uh, professor, right? So stay in your lane. That doesn't mean you don't address some of these issues, but just know that it's okay not to have the answer for every one of those issues, uh, but to lean in God's Word. And, and when you stay in your lane, our lane is the gospel. That's right. Our lane is making disciples. So we encourage you and and uh, challenge you to, to stay in your lane and preach the gospel, preach the Word, and uh, and let God really take care of the rest, right? That's right. That's right. So hopefully today's conversation has been an encouragement and a challenge to you at the same time. We celebrated episode 150 today, and, um, and we, we tried to catch you up on some stuff going on with us and issue a challenge as well, and we hope today's episode has really helped you along the road about full-life, whole-life disciple-making and discipleship. So thanks again for joining, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you, guys.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Church Leadership Podcast. Don't forget to share, subscribe, and even review our podcast on your favorite podcast listening app.